on sports. Mark Wahlberg actually is absent tonight, but that's okay. We got his picks, so we'll be set. And a very happy 69th episode to everyone. Yes, nice. 69. <laughs> yes, uh, special shout out and hello to everyone listening in the Metal Met Video Podcast Network Sports Channel on YouTube. We had over 100 listens last week, so what's up, everyone? We appreciate it. And of course, big shout out to the live listeners in the Mixler chat. There are none right now, but there will be. <laughs> Hopefully. <clears throat> so yeah, no Smark this week. Um, no NFL this week, obviously, because that shit's done. No NBA this week because of the All-Star game. So th- <laughs> uh, the, the only real footballing news is the USFL draft tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, is it tomorrow night? It's going to be... Uh, tomorrow night. They'll probably air it on FS1 if they air it. Don't the Michigan Panthers have the number one pick? Yes, yep. they do. Hell yeah. Let's go Panthers. <laughs> Things are already looking up for them. Now, uh, a little bit of football news today. Uh, the XFL announces it's going to coll- co- uh, collaborate with the NFL to advance the game like in the offseason. So they're going to like test shit out. It's basically going to be like... The NFL's performance center or <laughs> testing shit out league, kinda. So like they're working together. I should have seen that coming when they had The Rock opening shit up at the Super Bowl. Like, oh yeah, that motherfucker owns XFL now. Why didn't we fucking see this coming? Yeah. I mean, it won't be anything major. It's just it's gonna be after the 2023 season. They're gonna try this shit out. No. Real solid news on exactly what they're going to do. They're just saying that they'll, they'll use it to test, uh, try to make the game safer in some way. So maybe they're trying out some new equipment or new rules or some shit to see how it goes over. It's kind of hard to or test to, that shit out in or, an alternate audience, though, really. Or, or trying to find a way that they can throw a, a taunting flag for breathing. Yes. And a targeting tackle because or yeah targeting call because you tackled the guy and you were aimed in his direction at the time instead of like in the opposite direction away or something you know <laughs> you're supposed to tackle him ass first otherwise it's targeting <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how that goes and what comes of it like I said it's not going to be until after the uh, 2023 season so we'll find out next year but this year it's all about the USFL <clears throat> Did you guys? I didn't watch the fucking game, but did you guys see any of the highlights or watch the All Star game? No, no, I didn't watch. Did did you see the highlights at least? I I seen a couple of plays from it. Steph Curry is he's inhuman. 
The motherfucker yeah. is not not from this planet. <laughs> nope. He. Uh, 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 although I, there was one play that I really don't know how I felt um, with Giannis blocking a shot from Middleton. That felt <laughs> very wrong. It felt dirty. I feel dirty about yeah. this. No, Steph dropped, I think it was 17 three-pointers. Which is already crazy. Ridiculous. But like, three or four of them were for damn near half-court range. Just threw them up. Bang. Like, he put one up, and it had traveled six feet from his hand. He was already turned around and running the other way because he knew that shit was good. Yeah. He hit a shot from the corner. He threw it up and spun around and looked at the crowd and he's like, it go in? It went down? Yeah? Yeah, we're good? Alright, cool. And then took off down to the other end of the court. And, and a Golden State fan actually sent me that highlight. Yeah, it was fucking unreal. Yeah. Scored 50 points. Like, I know there's no defense, but still, 17 three-pointers, dropping fucking 50 points. He's the third oldest player to win the NBA All-Star MVP, which kind of surprised did, me. Did did there's no defense unless you're blocking a shot from your own teammate. That is, <laughs> like I said, he was making them from like half court. So they, even if they wanted to play defense, it wasn't happening. Yeah, what's defense? Like, he had a wide open shot already, and like someone approached him from the free throw line a good fucking <laughs> ten feet away. So he took a step back <laughs> and still knocked it down. <laughs> Crazy bastard. And then, uh, more basketball news, at least local-wise. Although, I think it's probably getting traction around everywhere because he's a fucking idiot and he makes the college look bad. <laughs> Juwan Howard just fucking going off and slapping motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was open hand. It wasn't closed fist. Uh, Wisconsin was up, what, 15 or some shit? 12, something like that, and they, they called a timeout with 15 seconds left, and Juwan Howard didn't like that, so when it came for time for a handshake, he wanted to just, you know, ignore the dude, and the coach stopped him, and was like, no, fuck that, you're going to shake my hand, basically, and then they just started getting into it, and it escalated from there, but, I mean, part of the reason the Wisconsin coach had to call the timeout is because... Juwan Howard was pressing his fucking freshman first time out on the court players, basically. So, he called the timeout to at least get them up to half court. It's like, well, you don't want us to call timeout. Why are you fucking playing so goddamn hard? That, that doesn't fit the narrative, so we're just going to ignore that part. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no. It's all Fourth Wisconsin's fault. Played, what, Illinois or Purdue? And we're up 16 with 18 seconds left and called a timeout. But yep. We're gonna ignore that too. Right. Now he might have fucked up though, because uh, I seen Ward Manuel's comments and uh, he didn't look happy. He didn't sound happy. Well, he was pissed. He's suspended for the rest of the season, so like all five games. Yeah. But which Michigan had to have enforced? Because isn't the fucking college max something stupid like two games or something like retarded like that? Like how you got like a two game limit? What if someone does some really bad shit? <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, fuck. Oh, you know what? I never started the goddamn music. We were actually talking and rolling, so I didn't notice any, like, quiet time. 
didn't need the music, but yeah, I'll go ahead and throw it on now. Alright. Well, since we were just talking about basketball, let's bring up last week. Nah, I don't really want to bring up last week, but we're going to. Uh, Smark Wahlberg, who was already the leader, was the big winner at 6-3. and three. He's not even here to celebrate, because he won by a goddamn lot. Uh, me and Luke were tied for second at 3-6, and six, opposite of Smark's record. Matt had a really rough week, bringing up the rear at 2-7. and seven. So now our overall record stand is 38-39 and 39 for Smark. He's still one game under 500. I don't understand how we're just all that bad, I guess. Um, I'm in second at 34-43, and 43, now four games below him. Matt's in third, or sorry, Matt and Luke both tied in third for 31, or at 31 and 46. Jesus Christ, I can talk, I swear. It, it, that's still not as bad as we were at baseball. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> we won't be doing baseball this year, even if they did have a season, which it doesn't look like they're going to. <laughs> they're not even going to be a season to do. No, like they had, they announced there was going to be like no season, basically... 80-something days ago, and they didn't even talk or meet, and they had their first meeting, and it was 15 fucking minutes long. Like, alright, well, yeah. Not looking good for this season. Nope. But, of course, everybody wants... The players want to play the victim card. The owners want to play the victim card. They're more worried about looking like the victim and pointing the finger than they are about actually getting anything accomplished, so... The season's probably pretty fucked. Yeah. There is not going to be a season this year. No. <laughs> not a chance. It's like I can kind of make a case for the owners and the fact that some of these players make way too much fucking money. But at the same time, how much are these owners making? Because they say they're not making anything, but then it's like, hey, how much are you making? Show us your books. No, no, no. No, I ain't going to do that. Well, <laughs> why not? If it's so fucking bad, why don't you show us the receipt? No, because they don't want to see how much they're fucking making and then bitching about what players are making and have it still be a percentage of what they're making. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't have a good feeling about this season. I think at best you get like a a COVID season where it's just like the last half of it. Yeah. And I, I even see that as being exceedingly unlikely at this point which it it kind of sucks for me from a local standpoint because the Tigers have been ass but like they actually had some decent young pitchers last year and it was going to be interesting to see how they can do on their second year and then we had some decent young talent in the field down in the AAA last year that we were going to bring up this year and Torkelson and Green and we're not going to see them either if there's no fucking season like, things were finally kind of starting to look like they might be going up. Like, hey, maybe the Tigers would be competitive. Not fucking winning everything, but competitive. Like a watchable team. Mm, I guess we're going to have to wait another year to find out on that one, probably. And starting to complete the rebuild just like another Detroit team. Yeah, yeah, and then the wings are fucking coming around. Pistons aren't looking too good. <laughs> I mean, they definitely scored the best pick in the draft last last year. Cade doesn't even seem like a bust or anything. It's just the whole team is so bad. The Lions, I don't even want to talk about them. They're still years away. We got a bunch of <coughs> second-round picks you, this year, basically. 
you you say they're years away, but just look at what Cincinnati did did this season. Yeah, fucking the Lions are at least two drafts away from anything close to what Cincinnati can do. <laughs> Lions have nothing right now. They need everything. What what I find hilarious though about Cincinnati losing is I was joking live on the broadcast, what the fuck is Eli Apple doing playing in a Super Bowl? <laughs> and then he's the one that goes blowing the fucking coverage. Yep. Sounds about right. But yeah, no, the Lions are years away, at least. I mean, they're the Lions, they're probably, you know, forever away. They'll never get there. But, from a realistic standpoint of a hopeful person, it's three years before they're uh, looking to make any kind of moves in the playoffs at the soonest. They gotta get a quarterback, they gotta get him established, they gotta get a better defense. They managed to get good play out of their defense last year for what they had. So, like, maybe there's some hope there. But the offense, they got nothing. They have no wide receivers. And Mon St. Brown, or Mon Ross St. Brown, or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, he, he panned out good. But other than him, who the fuck are they throwing the ball to? And who's throwing the ball besides Jared Goff? Because Goff ain't taking us nowhere. And, and, and Mon Ross St. Brown was the steal of last year's draft. Yeah, we got lucky there. Not going to lie. <laughs> Without him, there would be no wide receivers on the Lions. Cooper Cup 2.0. Yeah. Hey, do you want to trade a Man Ross St. Brown for Equinemia St. Brown? No, thanks. <laughs> I don't even want to trade Jared Goff for Aaron Rodgers at this point. <laughs> Just because we won't be able to do anything with Aaron before we leave, so fuck it. I don't know, the NFC North will be pretty bad next year. Yeah. Yeah, well... And if Aaron leaves. If Rodgers leaves, I'm worried that the Lions actually might play too good because they have a cupcake schedule next year. <laughs> Is there such a thing as a cupcake schedule for the Lions, though? <laughs> the Giants, the Jets, the uh, Washington Commanders. All teams for them to somehow miraculously lose two with field goals <laughs> in the final seconds. 65 if, yards out. If we lose Rodgers, and I think we will, this division is going to be the 2020 NFC East next season. <laughs> That's fourth and forever from the Giants' own 25, and they're sending their coach out to kick the field goal because their kicker's injured. So this is going to be an 85-yard attempt as time expires, and it's good. The Lions lose. I don't believe it. <laughs> the Lions will find a way. But no, I mean I get it. Like they has got a weak ass schedule. As much as I talk shit about him, Jared Goff did look really good in the last few games. But so did Matthew Stafford when it didn't matter when he was in a Lions uniform. So I'm not gonna look too far into that. I I don't get why so many Lions fans think Stafford winning the Super Bowl this year is some kind of flex and not an indictment. Yeah. I, I think it's less... It for us, Luke. Yeah. It's for us. Well, I've seen some of the polls and shit from the local radio station that they put up on Twitter, and it seems to be like a lot more people are like, fuck Stafford than fuck those idiot lion people that are like that than there, you know, than there aren't. <laughs> it's like 85 to 15, so it's not as bad as I thought from what I've been seeing lately, 
But the Super Bowl's over too now, so people can, or, you know, maybe sour after it happened. Like, yeah, I didn't like this as much as I thought I would. Anal's not for me. <laughs> as, like, N'Kobe Dean or Drake London or something goes at 31, and you're sitting there like, oh, I wanted that guy. And then they complain about how the Lions suck and never get anybody good. But yeah. Then we but go you, back through this. Yeah, we basically got two first-round picks. Like, just remember, two second Matthew round picks, Stafford sorry. is the reason why we don't have Aaron Donald. Because they had to get him weapons. They had to go get him a tight end. Yep. And they passed on Donald. So... Stafford's fault. We've passed on so many good players for shit players. Like, that list goes on forever. You could make that same case with the Pistons, except for this last year, finally. Oh, <laughs> uh, they picked a Chris Middleton. That was a good pick. Yeah, and then they got rid of him, like, immediately. Didn't they pick up fucking... Chris Middleton is good. Didn't they pick uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, too, and fucking immediately got yeah. rid of him? Yeah. Yep. Brilliant masterful i'm pretty sure yeah it was like the year devin booker devin mitchell and then dinwiddie all won like like mitchell won the dunk contest dinwiddie won the handles contest booker won the three-point contest yeah and they were all, all players to be pistons. yep yeah, the pistons were supposed to pick every one of them only picked one of them and then immediately got rid of them that's why the pistons are where they are All right, well, fuck. We say we knock out this hockey segment and get this done and over with. Let's see, last week, uh, Matt and Smark were big winners at three and one. Me and Luke fucking mirrored those records at one and three. Boo. Uh, Luke still in the lead at fifty-four and thirty-seven. I'm in second at fifty-three and thirty-eight. Matt in third at forty-seven and forty-four. Smart bring up the rear at 46 and 45. So at least every one of us is over 500 in the NHL. We're much better on the ice. We can stay off the court. <laughs> Alright. First game of the week. We got the 29-14-6 St. Louis Blues giving up two. Which is a theme this week. I can't believe it. Giving up two to the 15-25-9 Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Smark took the St. Louis Blues. Luke, who do you like in this one? I like the wash, but I'll take the Blues. Right. Maddie Icing. I will too take the Blues. Right. No drama there as we all roll with St. Louis. Don't like Philly. St. Louis is good. Alright, next game. The 32, 13-3 Toronto... <laughs> Maple Leafs. Almost said the wrong one. Giving up two to the 25, 23, and one Columbus Blue Jackets. Smart taking Toronto. Luke, who do you like? I'll take the Blue Jackets to keep it to, to one. Alright, Maddie Icing. I'll take the Blue Jackets. Alright, Smart on his own. <laughs> I was hoping to get. Luke would be different on that one at least. All right, next game we got the 28, 18, and four Nashville Predators taking on the 35, 10, and five Florida Panthers. Panthers favored by one. Smart taking the Panthers. Luke, who do you like in this one? Uh, yeah, the Panthers. Right. Maddie Icing. I'll take the Predators. 
Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll walk the limb on this one and take Nashville as well. I think this is where I get my point on Luke. Alright, next game. The 31, 13, and 3 Minnesota Wild giving up two to the 18, 26, and 5 Ottawa Senators. Smark is taking Minnesota. Luke, who do you like? Yeah, I'll take the Wild. Maddie Icing. I'll take the Senators. Alright. Again, me and Matt join enough forces to take up or take against Smark and Luke. Fuck Minnesota. Minnesota wins. I just don't like the two point spread. Alright, next. The 22, 22 and 5 San Jose Sharks taking on the 24, 19 and 9 Anaheim Ducks. Ducks giving up one. Smark is taking on taking the Ducks. Luke, who do you like? Is it in Anaheim or San Jose? What, sorry, say it again. Is it in San Jose or Anaheim? Oh, sorry, it's in in Anaheim. Then I'll take Anaheim. All right, Maddie Icing. I will take the Ducks. Oh, we damned. I don't know why. I thought you were going to take San Jose. Alright, well, that one's unanimous. I never go against the Ducks. Well, rarely, anyway. Alright, last game of the week already. We got the 18, 20, and 7 New York Islanders giving up two again to the 16, 31, and 4 Seattle Kraken. Smark has taken Seattle. Luke, who do you like in this one? New York. Alright. Mandy Icing. I'll take the Kraken. Luke Birch is on his own with the Islanders. I don't like the two-point spread. The Islanders only have two more fucking wins than the than Seattle. Maybe they win. I don't see it by two or by more than two points. Right, so, got a little bit of drama in the NHL. Let's see how that plays out next week. We'll have Mark Wahlberg back with us. Let's see. Gee whiz out there. See him in the chat. Quick shout out to people in the chat. We got Gee whiz. Hot boxing. Never don't recognize that name. What's up and welcome. Bobby motherfucking anthem. What's up, Bobby? Mojo. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, just quickly, 20 bucks says hot boxing is one of the many new names Dirk is told to go by. That <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. That dude's got a hundred names. The many faces of Dirk. And last but not least, or maybe least, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Shout out to Mark in Detroit. Alright. Oh, damn it. Accidentally closed the chat. Where is my fellow long-haired hippie? <laughs> long-haired bastard. Oh, uh, also, if anybody likes the music in the background, this is MF Spade, local to Michigan. He's over on the west side of the state, but he's fucking from the east side here near uh, Detroit. So make sure to check him out. Also check us out, our new page on Twitter, at Cheese on Sports with a Z instead of an S-E. 
All right, Wes, I'm running out of time to kill her. <laughs> okay, he's on the call at least. He's muted, but he's on the call. Matt, we appreciate you being back on this week. Even though you weren't on last week and we went over 100 views, I don't know how I should feel about that. I'm pulling you guys back. <laughs> it was the Super Bowl watch-along, too, that really helped. And then Valenny was gone this week, so people were like not digging cookies and Rico in there. So maybe they're like, oh, scrolling down. Oh, what's this cheese on sports all about? And they clicked it and were like, ew, and turned it back off. But we got credit for that click. <laughs> I'll take a hit off this bowl real quick. Damn, I should have shared the yes. screen so you guys could hear this, because this is a fucking banger from Spade. Just need to buy a me, and you'll probably get over a thousand regularly. Nah. We're going to keep you for the culture. <laughs> He's from England. <laughs> that just automatically gives our fucking show culture, right? We're classier than most. Mojo says it's time for UFC and Wiz to unmute himself. I'm assuming Wiz is like he joined the call to show he's here, but he's muted to show he's not quite ready. So that's cool. We'll sit here and hold it down until he's here. So um, a non-sports topic um, very quickly. Has anyone ever been in a in an earthquake that everyone around you has felt? But you haven't. Not everyone, but we've we've had a couple little quakes here in Michigan that like I've heard people talk about. Yeah, that lawn chair fell over. Yeah, that was (laughs) nuts. Devastation. Because we had one a couple of hours ago that everyone claimed to have felt. Yet, despite being fully conscious, wide awake, I didn't feel at all. We had one hit yeah, a few years ago, and then one hit like forever ago, back when I was like 12 or some shit, probably. And like I was out running around outside with my friends and shit, but like, my dad said he was sitting on the couch, and he felt the couch shake just for a quick second, and he thought like I was fucking with him, like I had crawled up behind the couch and I was shaking the couch. But then like he got up and he walked around the couch and he didn't see anything, I was like, huh, that's fucking weird. And they seen on the TV later that there was an earthquake. It's like, oh... That's what I felt. <laughs> I'm glad I got Usually the earthquakes around here are just a semi hit in a pothole. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fucking earthquake. <laughs> it's an 18 wheeler and fucking 17 of them hit that pothole. <laughs> Bottle's been fucking awful this week with the fucking snow from last week. What this fucking stupid ass weather has not been helping anything with that. It's like 40 degrees for a couple days melts off all the snow, and then like two days later the temperature fucking plummets, freezes over all the standing water from all that snow that melted, and then drops another four inches of snow on us. Now today it was fucking 40 something, almost 50. And tomorrow it's going to be like 56 and raining, so it's going to fucking wipe out the rest of that snow that's left. And then in two days we're going to get three and a half more inches of snow. I'm like, fuck, man, come on! 
But yeah, all that's just played hell on the fucking roads that already aren't great, and there's fucking huge potholes everywhere. Well, that's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> it's called filler. <laughs> all right, well, gee whiz is here, so that means it's time for UFC and time to... Oh, you were waiting on me? Sorry, guys. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, it's time for uh, UFC, and it's time to bid Matt farewell. Hey, there's people in the chat now. I swear I left and there was nobody here. And I was like, well, it's going to be one of them shows. But now it's an all-star cast. Yeah. I gave everybody a shout-out already while I was waiting on you. Maybe you were away from a smoke break or something. Well, that's Matt, Matt already left. Exactly Thanks, Matt. what I was doing. I was, I was out there smoking. I just came in. No, oh, that's what it was. Because I was like, yeah, just waiting on Wiz. Come on here for UFC. <laughs> it's fucking seven minutes of killing time until you get back on here. <laughs> Dang. Sorry, man. <laughs> You're good. Okay, how much hockey was there? I mean, not a lot. I thought I had more time. No, no, not much. There was what did we do six games. Yeah, six games. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's time. According to Mojo in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> what well, we have eight picks. It was originally ten that I picked off a of Smarks list, but one has a different competitor now and one got canceled altogether and I didn't have time because, you know, running late today. It's all good. As you can see. But we got eight picks and that's good enough. Yep, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Better than zero. But first, the recap. Yeah. Are we doing the music? Am I waiting on the it's time thing? Or oh, just... I got music rolling in the background. I'm just not sharing the screen so you can't hear it. Oh, got it. Okay, sorry. Okay. Good. Well, uh... Deanna Belbita and Gloria DePaula uh, was the first one. We all w- went with Belbita. It was an absolute war. It was a pick em indeed. It was a pick em, uh, in Vegas, and DePaula picked up the decision. But it was a fun fight. And we all start with the loss, which is. Yeah, you never <laughs> want to see that. All right, we got Chaz Skelly and Mark Striegel. It's actually Striegel, turns out. Uh. We all went with Striegel, except for Smart, who went with Skelly, and Skelly picked up the decisive TKO victory. Yes, he's not. After I, some dominant grappling. I don't know if I'd have picked him if I had known his name was pronounced like that. It's not fair. <laughs> People were c- comparing him to uh, somebody, but I would compare him to Chael more. Like anyway, okay. <laughs> did he predict yeah. himself to win? Is that what happened? Uh, <laughs> no, he just. He has that <laughs> style. He's a big, huge arm guy, and he wrestles. Oh, of course, G had to get an Uncle Chael in there. He looks like Uncle Chael. Kind of. Okay. Jessica Rose Clark and Stephanie Egger. Uh, we all picked Egger except for Vegas. That was our upset special, and it came in, baby, with a round one arm bar. Fuck yeah. It was vicious. I love it when the upset special no to immediately tap her. That fucker was going to snap. It was a good one. Moving on to Joaquin Buckley, who was there with the guy from Detroit Urban Survival Tactics or whatever it's called. <laughs> so he just jumped a shark. That's the end of his career. Although he was an amazing brawl and Buckley picked up the split decision victory for us. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jim Miller against Nicholas Mota. We all picked Mota because his name's Mota and because he was a new kid. He got TKO'd. Huge right hand. <laughs> Mota got smoked. That sucked. Yep. Good yeah. night, night, <laughs> he, he smoked some Mota. Exactly. Indeed. Uh, Gabriel Benitez and David Onama win exactly how we thought it was, except 
David Onama ate some giant shots first and then delivered the knock the fuck out sleepy time <laughs> below. It was amazing. Kind of scary a little bit first. weight by three pounds, so uh, he got knocked the fat out. <laughs> fat? <laughs> He was fucking sawing logs, dude. He was fucking dreaming. Okay. Parker Porter and Alan Badeau. (laughs) I know there's a joke there. I just can't find it yet. It was a fucking hard... I don't think about a bidet, but let's move on. That one was a hard Uh, one to pick, just based on their names. (laughs) We all went... Porter, except for Smart, went with Badeau, and he got bedoinked by that one because Porter picked up the unanimous decision victory. Now Smart's going to need a bidet for his bloody butt. Uh, that's right. Uh, at that point, we're all tied now. Boom. Moving on to Kyle Dawkins and Julian Marquez, or I'm sorry, Jamie Pickett, who was originally Marquez. Uh, we, we all went with Kyle Dawkins, and uh, he picked up a round one choke out at 4.59 of the first round, a very last second tap out. It was glorious. I, I fully understand tapping to like an arm bar or a, a heel hook with one second left, but why tap to a fucking choke? With he one just must not have known left. how much fucking time was left, but yeah, he was like, I know, I'm done. I don't want to fight this guy anymore. All right. Uh, so we're all tied up moving in, moving into the main event. That's why it's fun. This is the drama part. Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. We all had Hill except again for Smark. So Hill picks up the win. A tie for first place between all of us except for Smart. Again. Same shit. Johnny week. Walker went down yeah. fucking stiff. He got hit on the temple and it just knocked him literally like goofballs. And his lips turned blue. He was Johnny Walker Blue. <laughs> Sleepy time for him as well. So yeah, at the end of the day, myself, Luke, and Cheeseman all tie at six and three, which is starting to get old. And Indeed. Smart pulling up the rear at five and four. Sorry, Smart. Indeed. <laughs> Who's right. not here, which means these picks are going to move on considerably faster. Right, that's what happened in the uh, NHL, too. Just breezed right through. All right, well, uh, the three of us that are on here right now are all tied still, obviously, at 25 and 15. Spark okay. Wahlberg, however, is now at 21 and 19, four behind us. Nice. Now, he's not here, obviously, uh, but he did make picks. You have those, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll look those up real quick. Okay. And again, just like because of limited time, we only got eight this week. But here we go. It's a fight night again. So no pay-per-view, no huge names. Let me see what the... Oh, yeah. Well, there is some interesting names in the main event. Uh, We're going to start with Alejandro Perez against Jonathan Martinez. Uh, These guys are both veterans. Uh, Alejandro Perez, since 2019, is one and two. I had to go 2019 because he was not active in 2020 at all. He has no 2020 fights. Awesome. Uh, Since 2019, he's one and two. His last match, however, was a win via round two submission over Johnny Eduardo. Hmm. And Jonathan Martinez is a veteran. Since 2020, he's gone... Three and two, hardworking man. Uh, his last win was a unanimous decision over Zviad Lazishvuli, and I'm never saying that again. <laughs> right, well, Smark takes Alejandro Perez. Perez for Smark, all right. I am going to go against Smark and take Martinez. <laughs> I did the same. I, Martinez I, for me. I, 
I was leaning towards Perez until I heard Smark talk him, so no. Wow. Martinez. All right. Well, Smark all alone with Martinez is right from the gate. Is also, or I mean, with Perez, Martinez the favorite at minus two thirty-five. Hannah Goldie is going to fight Jin Yu Fry. They're going to have a fist fight. Those are girls. Yes. Uh, Hannah Goldie. Well, I mean, <laughs> there ain't a lot of dudes named Hannah. Hannah Goldie uh, was on the 2019 Contender Series, and since then has gone one and two in the UFC. Unfortunately, her last win was a round one armbar over Emily Whitmire. That was her last armbar. fight. I need to get the drop of armbar from Chris Jericho. Oh, for real. Ginny Fry uh, has experience in Ryzen and Invicta before coming to the UFC. She's gone two and two, but she does have two straight wins. Her last win was a unanimous decision victory over local favorite Ashley Yoder. Ah, uh, damn it. That one hurt Cheese uh, last time, I'm sure. It did. I'll, I'll take Ginny Fry to win and Hannah Goldie to Invicta. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take Jin Yu Fry because she beat my girl Yoder. All right. Smart has Hannah Goldie. You're kidding me. Nope. Well, he's again alone <laughs> with the underdog, Jin Yu Fry, the favorite at 190. Is he doing this on purpose? All right. Uh, <laughs> For yeah, real. Terrence McKinney versus Ferez Zayam. Terrence McKinney's a prospect. He came over from LFA. He's 1 0 in the UFC after making a. Debut with a round one knockout over Matt Frivola. Uh, he's a uh, uh, Chael's a big fan of him too, so that's two Uncle Chael shoutouts in the same show. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And Perez Zayam's prospect coming out of France. We we know all about them guys. Uh, two and one in the UFC. He his last win was a majority decision over another show favorite Luigi Vendramini. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, I mean, I guess along the same lines, the last pick, he beat my boy Luigi Vendramini. <laughs> so I'll take Ferris. Right. And I'm not, I swear I'm not trying to go against Smark on purpose because I know what his picks are. It's just working out that way because he's taking Terrence McKinney. I actually did too. I'm with, I'm with McKinney too. Yeah, I'm taking McKinney. Oh, I'm on Interesting. Because now. Cheese Man is alone with the favorite at minus 125. That's not much, though. That's almost, almost fucking a pick him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next fight is a scratch. Moving on to Ignacio Bahamondes versus Zhu Rong. Oh, is Nunez versus Wu Yanan isn't on there? Yeah, uh, Wu Yanan had to drop out and she was replaced by somebody, but Damn. it just happened today. Because Smart yeah. had important notes on that fight. He said, Wu is hotter, but Josie Ann looks like a female trucker that male truckers would step out of line with and fear she'd sodomize them in their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and important note number two, how is her, how is her nickname not Wu Yan Virus or Wu Tang Clan? Yikes. Okay, moving okay. on. <laughs> <laughs> Even when Smirk's not here, he's with us in spirit. Yes, that's why I had to read those. I couldn't let, let him go on read. Right. I feel like yep. I've been doing him a disservice. Him and <clears throat> the people. <laughs> and the good people at home, yes. Uh, Ignacio Bahamondes is a prospect. He came up from LFA in the Contender Series, of course, because who didn't? He's 1-1 one one in the UFC, and his last win was his first win, a knockout over Roosevelt Roberts. Z 
Zhu Rong is a prospect coming from China, one and one in the UFC as well. Uh, his last win was a TKO over Brandon Jenkins. So pick your up and coming, currently 500 prospect. Well, me and Smart both are taking Ignacio. Okay. I I don't see this fight on the card, but I'll take Ignacio if you have it. If you have it. Uh, I do. And Smart had it too, so. <laughs> it was in Smart's <laughs> list and it was in the uh, odds list. Mondes. That's hard to spell five times. Why did I just do a check mark? Because he's also the favorite, so that's unanimous at minus 220. Yeah, no way we're getting anything wrong on Zoo Wrong. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, Armin Petrosian. Petrosian, that seems right, sure. Against Gregory Rodriguez. Armin Petrosian is a 6-1 prospect out of Armenia. He has a round one knockout on the Contender Series, making his UFC debut. Gregory Rodriguez, also a prospect. He's from Brazil. His nickname is RoboCop. You might remember him from last time. Uh, he was... 2-0 in the LFA with two KOs before he came to the UFC, and he's gone 2-0 in the UFC with a knockout and a unanimous decision victory. With a nickname like RoboCop, I've got no choice but to go with him. Right. Yeah, I thought I was going to be with Smark with this and take the Armenian, but no, I'm going to have to take fucking Rodriguez. Okay. RoboPolicia. Trocian Rodriguez, the favorite at just minus one sixty, but still the favorite. Smart taking the dogs. Man, man, he could really pull away from us if stuff goes his way, or fall away further behind. Oh well, I guess more like catch up. All right, uh, Gian Kim versus Priscilla Cashweda. I wrote Cashweda down and then I crossed her up and picked Kim. Kim is a veteran in the UFC who you don't see too often, but she is a veteran. She's gone three and four. Uh, since 2020, she's unfortunately 0-2 with unanimous decision losses to uh, Miley McCann and somebody else. I should have wrote it down. Damn it. Priscilla Cashweda, 2-4 and four in the UFC since 2020. She's 2-1. and one. Uh, her last loss was a rear naked choke to Jillian Robertson. So, two veterans. <laughs> basically. After the bullshit Cash Wade pulled against Robinson, trying to defend a rear naked choke with a fucking eye gouge. I should have mentioned that. Damn it. Um, yeah, give me Kim. Yeah. yeah, Kim for me and Smark as well. Oh, that's unanimous again with the big boys, and that is at minus one sixty-five. Not a lot of big spreads, but there is one on the card. We'll get to that. Oh, I got an important note. Sorry, I just noticed. Okay. Smark says I am picking Yun because she's hotter. In case that was a question, in question. Wellington. <laughs> okay, never mind. Sorry. I was about to read the next fight. <laughs> Priscilla shouldn't be fighting. She should be fucking cut. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I think uh, Kim's other win was Alexa Grasso, but I don't have a computer. I'm just like, I remember I just read this like 10 minutes ago. Okay. Wellington Terman and Misha Sirkinov are going to punch no, each other in the um, face to see who wins. She lost to Grasso. Right. And uh, Oh, yeah. I meant loss. I said win, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's 0-2 in 2020 with unanimous decision losses to Alexa Grasso and Molly McCann. Okay. 
moving on to the next one. Wellington Terman and Misha Sirkinov. Wellington Terman, two and three in the UFC, buddy. What are you doing? He's uh, Brazilian, so I'm sure it hurts his pride every time he loses. You, you, you know how them dudes are. His last win <laughs> is a split decision over Sam Elvey. <laughs> Smiling That's Sam. awesome. Good job. <laughs> Good job. He just squeaked past Sam Elvey. He's 0-8-1 in his last nine. Moving on to Misha Serkinov. He's a veteran as well. <laughs> Since 2019, he's gone 1-3. His last loss was a split decision. <clears throat> I want to say Sam Melby, but it wasn't. It was Christoph Jocko. <laughs> but that would have been awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> if, if he was the last man to lose to Sam Melby. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Give me second, dog. Me too. Yeah, me I, I, too. After, after that sell, it's kind of hard to take turbans, so give me a circuit off. Circuit off. However, Jeez. that leaves uh, Smark on his own with Beef Wellington. You're kidding me. Nope. <laughs> he took nice. Wellington Terman. Okay, well, that's, that's another loner underdog for Smart at minus 125. Okay, moving on to Islam Makachev and King Bobby Green. That name King Bobby Green might sound familiar because he fought two weeks ago. Islam's 21-1. and one. He's 10-1 and one in the UFC. He's got nine straight wins. He's got... Three straight wins by submission. His last one was in round one over Dan Hooker with a Kimura. He's fucking terrifying. Uh, King Bobby Green's a veteran. He fought two weeks ago. He's 2-1 in 2021 already. And uh, that one two weeks ago was a unanimous decision victory over Nazrat Hakparast, which I didn't expect. Yeah, I think I picked King Bobby on that one. Maybe not. I don't remember but I, I remember it was just fucking around the corner or not too long ago. Yeah, it was <coughs> literally two episodes ago. Yeah, um, there's about a 100% chance Islam Makachev wins this fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll take Islam Makachev. Islam for me, Islam for cheese, Islam for Luke. Smart says Islam Makachev over Robert Yellow and Blue. Or Yellow plus Blue, sorry. Islam for Spark. Islam for Vegas at minus 720. Jesus Christ. So they got some confidence in this guy, too. Yeah. Minus 720. That's, That's like we're huge. moving on up into like Amanda Nunes territory and yeah, shit now. And her ass lost. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't say that. We, we all picked <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's the picks. Uh, some good even matches, I guess. So probably all the fights are going to be good. I know, I know, to not expect anything crappy out of UFC these days. So I'm sure to be good, but definitely not a lot of name power on that card. Yeah. If you wanted to complain about it at all, I mean, it's like Islam, and that's about it, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a fun card, I'm sure. Oh, Alright, well, yeah, I don't have a fucking sound effects or anything, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you don't even have the guns? Don't even have the guns. Oh. Not sharing the screen. Well, I you know, who does have the guns is Pam Anderson. Holy cow. Am I right, folks? Yeah, I mean... I've been enjoying the fuck out of that Hulu series. Uh, now. It's not at all terrible, and... 
It makes Tommy Lee look like a great person, and Seth Rogen doesn't look ridiculous at all.